DG, episode 34. I have sat behind this microphone a lot this week. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How is it going? I uh, got dressed for this. This is the only thing I get dressed for now in quarantine furlough. Fully dressed or just gym shorts and a hoodie? No, no, like a hoodie jeans shoes it, it's you know it's, i dress up for the occasion i feel privileged yeah you should uh we are digital days gaming we are a uh, weekly podcast except for when we produce a lot of content when news is worthy of it um but our numbered episodes release every thursday morning at 6 a.m uh, you can get them early on patreon wednesday morning at 6 a.m for the five dollar tier patreon.com slash digital days gaming all of our other social links are in the in the show notes so please click on the show notes and while you're there please leave us a review if you can share the show write a written review give us a bunch of stars give us like 10 stars if you can just more people will find it and you never know we might have more audiences now lately because we've been trying to do a little bit of diversifying our content even more specializing it uh, for tons of you who already listened to the ps5 reveal recap that we did last week and uh also while listening to 33 and by the time you're listening to this in your feed as well is a destiny special that i recorded with chandler wood um if you're watching us live on twitch that will be out tomorrow morning so plenty of content for you to consume and as always, feedback is appreciated of suggestions, things that we could do better, things that we could do differently is always appreciated. And again, sharing the show, Facebook, just hit the share button on the page. Anytime we post from the page, hit the share button so more people can see it. Hit retweet on Twitter when, you, when we tweet so more eyes are on it. Even if you only have like seven followers, maybe one of those followers will want to listen to us and we would appreciate it. Oh, man. So it was, it was pretty busy last week with everything going on. And this weekend's been pretty busy as well. Uh, so I'm glad we did the, the PlayStation thing. Uh, definitely give us some feedback on the, the PlayStation recap. We already were planning to do one for the Xbox press conference thing happening in July. Uh, but me and Dave were talking about possibly doing one for EA and Ubisoft when they do their eventual press conferences. EA this week and then Ubisoft, I think, the second week of July. Yeah, like July 12th, I think, is when their event is. Something. something like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, so, in the hopper, obviously, we've got EA as a possibility. We've got an Xbox event as more than likely a guarantee. Uh, the Ubisoft event as a guarantee. So, um, and anything that we seem that we feel worthy, like uh, the, of the time of, you know, like uh, that if it's newsworthy, then we're going to cover it. Um, and hopefully that you guys enjoy it, the extra content that you got. And then it also means that we don't necessarily have to A, repeat ourselves constantly about what we think about the PS5 or B, um, you know, go into long in-depth each week. So if you want to know more about the PS5, go listen to the PS5 episode. If you want to hear me nerd out about Destiny with Chandler, go listen to the Destiny episode. If you wanted to hear me cover Division 2 when I did Warlords of New York, go listen to that. And the weekly stuff will be the the things that we've always talked about as our goals with DDG is to talk about news that's relevant enough that if you are listening to this episode, you know, three or four, five weeks later, that the conversation is not irrelevant. Yeah, which, which is always key for that just because it's it's the news moves fast but we'd like to pick stories that we can at least have a little bit of a conversation on as opposed to just burning through stories as fast as possible uh but let's uh dive into this week dave uh so the uh the first story is a response to directly to you something you got right thursday night (laughs) yes yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a lot of confusion coming out of the Sony PS5 reveal, specifically when it comes to Spider-Man Miles Morales. 
a the confusion starts when a Sony Europe rep said that the game was going to be a remaster and expansion sort of deal. So a remaster of the PS4 game plus an expansion pack dedicated to Miles Morales. And that caused all sorts of uproar because in the trailer, there was no indication that it was just a remastered version of the PS4 Spider-Man game or that it was just an expansion. Uh, Insomniac did come out and clarify this and other sources were able to confirm it, even though Insomniac, you know, said it. So that, that should be enough confirmation, but enough people double checked and uh, it does look like Spider-Man Miles Morales. It isn't a full sequel, but it is a standalone game like Uncharted Lost Legacy or Infamous Second Son First Light, which I think Infamous Second Son First Light you could play by itself. But Uncharted Lost Legacy was a Uncharted game, but it was only about six to eight hours, depending on like how you played it. Well, Uncharted Lost Legacy was originally planned as single-player DLC for Uncharted 4. And then oh, I yeah, think they realized later that it, it obviously it outgrew that. And, and then it sounds like sales-wise it did well. But we all knew that something like this was more... You talked about it, you know, like one, Spider-Man 1. 1.5. Like the time frame yeah. and then what I mentioned of Insomniac working on the Ratchet and Clank game. Like, and then also the main, one of the main reasons that we was uh, rumored to be that Sony purchased Insomniac when they did was because of some of the VR tech that they've been working on, which we haven't seen or heard at all of yet if they are working on VR stuff as well. So like this is not a, you know, this studio has unfortunately has shown when they are working on multiple projects that some of those projects suffer. Fuse. Um. (laughs) Yeah, but that was that was several years ago at this point. Right. Uh, But. But in terms of the time since Sony has purchased them and provided them with probably the additional payroll and the funds that they need to produce Mm -hmm. these now exclusive games to PlayStation, they could not have made a game. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where people that know enough about video games would see the holiday 2020 release and made the same conclusions me and you did. We're like, it's only been two years since a game came out. This can't be a full game. Uh, So I can see where some of the confusion for people that don't follow games that deeply and don't know how development cycles work. Uh, But it's good that they clarified what exactly this is. It's a standalone game, uh, but that doesn't mean it's a standalone full game because the the original Spider-Man game is like 25 to 40 hours if you're going for like everything. And there's no way they could have done that in less than two years, even though they have New York already built there's you would imagine that they're they're doing more for yeah Spider-Man but two. if it was spider-man 2 they would get crucified if it was just continuation of the story in new york like without a new area or new things yeah. you know like that and you know like i haven't gotten through all of it but i can already tell like with a little bit of lost legacy that i'm playing is that there's there's an area that i'm at that i'm at in the game when i played it months ago that i can already tell that i'm going to be there for a long time yeah and this is at least going to take advantage of those assets and give us a story uh, for Miles Morales. Um, Especially like Sony, if they were going to make Spider-Man 2 just Miles Morales games, I feel like people would be upset as much as people are celebrating. I'm happy that there's a Miles game, but if they, if Spider-Man 2 was just a Miles game, that would be kind of weird based on what they built up in the first game for Peter Parker. So this being a 1.5 makes sense. I think the potential for the sequel to be both of them in the game would be really cool. 
Oh no, I think they will be. Uh, there'll, there'll be a reason why Peter Parker is not there. It, it could be him visiting. They talked about different things happening in the world. Um, I mean, the Avengers building is in the first Spider-Man game, so they could easily just be like, oh, Spider-Man's with the Avengers right now. Maybe you tie him into the Square Enix game, and then he's off into the Square <laughs> Enix game. Uh, and then he tells Miles, like, hey, you have to watch New York while I'm gone. That would be cool. I doubt that is what's going to happen, but there's going to be a reason for, for Peter Parker to, like, leave. Yeah, and, like, someone, uh, uh, a snake in our in our chat is asking about, like, a special edition PS5 Um like a, I don't think that the um, this game is going to warrant uh, attaching it to a special edition console, and I also don't know if they're going to focus too much on special edition consoles at launch. I would expect that if and when we see a Spider-Man two, like maybe we'll see a, a true Spider-Man two, like maybe we'll see a Spider-Man console. Yeah, and it'd be, it'd be way too soon for them to do a special edition console. And even then, I don't know if there's much you can do special edition wise outside of just. Like the the PS5 looks very strange. Uh, I don't know how creative you can get with that. Oh, there's already than... been some Photoshop pictures of a Spider-Man black and red Spider-Man version of it. Yeah, and it's really basic. So like, it, I don't know if they can get like super fancy. But though the PS4 had some very lackluster bundles. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was always so. like the controller that was kind of cool. Like that was always the, yeah, the coolest yeah. part was the controller. And I would like to. See, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the Dual Sense color schemes. You know, because yeah, there, there's a lot you could do with that. We've seen, obviously, when they showed when they, when they revealed the the PS5, like we've seen the white controller, but we've also they were unless it was just really dark shadowing, they were also hinting at an all black controller um, when they were uh, marketing the PS5 reveal event. So I don't know. I would assume that they're probably made eventually down the line be an all black PS5 or yeah, I, I controllers would again eventually. So depending on like how far we get past their original uh, launch lineup. So do you think that this game is going to cost 60 bucks? No, I see that's a tricky thing. So Lost Legacy was a $40 game. I feel like for $40, it would be great for like a smaller experience, but it's a new console. Mm-hmm. So I could feel like there would be some sort of justification on Sony's part to be like, Hey, we have to charge full price for this because it, takes so much so to th- develop. this is this has been confirmed that it's not going to run on ps4 at all correct as far as i know they haven't clarified one way or the other okay. that it's only ps5 everything that we've seen so far says ps5 only i haven't seen anything that indicates ps4 um because of the way they like positioned everything in the reveal event so uh hopefully it takes advantage of all that cool stuff i think i think it sucks that they could not in terms of a controlling a digital only event where they saw that you know obviously they watched this and they put this in front of lots of people maybe put it in front of focus groups i think it sucks that the the confusion that set in after we even recorded our episode that morning and then insomniac having to come out and say all this stuff like i think that sucks I was almost surprised because I thought Sony's whole thing about like condensing uh, Sony America, Sony Europe, and Sony Japan into like one thing. That's like been their plan for yeah, the last SIE or years. Sony Interactive Entertainment or whatever it is. Yeah. So. And yet, a, a rogue head of European business at PlayStation caused this confusion by just like talking off the cuff about like. Um, I, so, uh, 
it was uh, Simon Rudder, EVP of Sony Europe Business at Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, in an interview with The Telegraph, he's like, I guess you could call it an expansion and enhancement to the previous game. Um, this, this, there is a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, which that, that caused all the confusion. And you'd think they would have all their messaging uh, like taken care of for post-events, but it looks like they didn't. Um, which I thought them condensing everything was supposed to prevent stuff from like that happening. Cause before we would hear issues of like how different each region of Sony is and the different PR companies or the mm -hmm. different PR people at Sony would have to react to what another region did in terms of like embargo and stuff. But, uh, so th that confusion sucked. And then Insomniac then had to do like damage control, at, like the day after, as opposed to just celebrating like them announcing something. Well, that, it, it kind of caused me to tweet something that, you know, like got, got a little bit of me in a conversation with a couple people of like, okay, then I'm, you know, like, like I said, you know, when we recorded Thursday night, the fact that it wasn't called Spider-Man two and that I missed that horizon technically has a two in it, the, you know, horizon, like in the logo, it has a two in there. And yeah, yeah, I get why they're doing what they're doing. But when you all of a sudden the next day, there's confusion about Spider-Man colon Moses, Miles Morales. And then now you have horizon. And again, I missed the two in there, but it's not it's not super obvious unless you're really looking for it. And um, all the marketing says Forbidden West. Right. So it's technically Horizon colon Forbidden West. And the only thing that people are saying is they're saving grace of it and of it being a true sequel is the two little dashes in the line below it. Okay, that's fine. I see it now. But with the Miles Morales question, asking the Forbidden West question isn't out of left field either. No, oh, yeah, no, totally. So I could totally because I kind of missed it too. Like I just assumed it was a sequel because I did the same time math I did with well, they Spider Man. They, they didn't date it. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I, that was like the, the thing I pointed to me of like, oh, this is a full sequel because it's been three years and they didn't date it. And I'm sorry, uh, but if anybody thinks you're playing this before 2021, you're high. Yeah, I holiday 2021. At the maybe. earliest. Because they need a holiday game for next year. This year will be Spider-Man. It will sell like crazy because it's Spider-Man. Uh, and then we'll get Horizon as the marquee title next year. And then I don't know what you do. Other than that, that's uh, until you know, like God of War is announced, right? You get a, you know another God of War, and then whatever Ben's working on. Yeah, uh, which would just have. And then I would I would, like I would think that holiday. Sucker Punch has an auxiliary team working on something else already. Like previously, they've been probably working on something for maybe six to ten months already. Yeah, like a skeleton crew, because usually that's how it works. Is like as you're finishing up one project, you pull people like the art the artists to work on the next thing. So they're probably already working on their next game. Um, so I, I'm just glad most of the stuff we saw at the PS5 reveal was stuff that's coming out this year or next year. And I think Pragmata is the only thing that had yeah, like it was a, 2022, 2022 on it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we all know Hitman will be delayed. <laughs> no, I can see because it doesn't look that different from the other Hitman. Uh, okay, uh, so after all that, um, Microsoft came out. Uh, they talked a little bit about what games are coming to their platform, but they also built their master list of games that are supporting smart delivery at when the Xbox Series X come out comes this, out. This list concerns me. Uh, it concerns me. It's not too bad. It, well, they, they I said guess to be fair, the list. these are the only announced ones already. I guess like that's yes. so. Like that's the big difference. 
Yeah. Uh, so if, if you if you've forgotten what smart delivery is, it's basically if you purchase an Xbox One version of a game that supports smart delivery, uh, you're only gonna have to buy it once. So then when you uh, purchase uh, Xbox Series X, you can play that game on the Xbox Series X as at its best version. So you're not only just using the backwards compatibility, you are using like you're getting the Xbox Series X version of that Xbox One game and vice versa. So if you buy a Series X game, you will then have access to the Xbox One version of that game and it's linked to your account. So everything just works smooth and transitions very easily. Uh, they even mentioned in the article of like, hey, you're going to put your Xbox Series X in your living room. Maybe you move your Xbox One to the bedroom. Whichever system you're playing on, you're going to get the best version for that system if they support smart delivery. Uh, the list of games that support it as of right now, this list will change over time. I'm sure it's going to get more as EA Play does their thing, Ubisoft does their thing, and then a Microsoft first-party press conference thing uh, later. Uh, but the list is as follows. Halo Infinite, Cyberpunk 2077, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, Scarlet Nexus, Chorus, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Yakuza Like a Dragon, The Ascent, Call of the Sea, Gears 5, Second Extinction, Metal Hellslinger. So that is the list of games that will support smart delivery as of right now. Uh, what concerns you about this list? Just the size right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like like immediately in my mind, I'm like, where's Watch Dogs? But we don't know when it's coming. So, yeah. you know, so but I mean, like we've always talked about like is and it, uh, the concern of the next gen to the current gen transition, current gen to next gen tra transition of how this is going to work. And what we're finding now is like we talked about uh, before is like it's obvious that dead loop death loop. I'm sorry, um, can't run on PS4 and Xbox one. So therefore, if it's going to release, it gets a timed exclusive on PS5 because of what Microsoft, the stipulation that Microsoft has said publicly. So now I'm wondering, like, if Watchdog can only run on next-gen consoles, which I don't think it can, but if it can, does that mean that it's timed exclusive on PS4 or PS5 just by default? Potentially, maybe. Um, kind of hard to tell, but... I don't know, or uh, some of the other games that they've just literally pushed away, like the the Rainbow Six, you know, uh, PVE style game or cooperative game. The you know the the I can't even think of it, but the cell shaded Zelda looking game, Gods that you're like Gods and Monsters. Yeah, like yeah. those are all ones that you're curious about that have like they showed last year at E3. They talked about them, and I guess like my number one concern is, and maybe we'll get the answers on J July 12th. Is Ubisoft is a huge third party developer and they're not represented yet well no they have assassin's creed valhalla which i think but uh, i feel like there's a deal with xbox and microsoft already in place for that yeah but i i feel like if that's on the list we'll get the other ones i just don't think watchdogs was ever said it was coming to xbox series x or ps5 so they're probably just waiting to do an official announcement for that just because companies are weird and even though we can I think everyone can safely assume those games are coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. They don't want to say it until the company actually says it. Because um, there'll be a lame reveal at the event. And this is coming to the next-gen consoles. And it's like, no shit. And also, Xbox Series X is backwards compatible. So it's coming no matter what. Uh, as opposed to the, the, the PS5, where it's a question mark for compatibility. Right. Uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, this is still good. I'm still surprised that Sony didn't come out with anything related to, like, a smart delivery competitor. Um, just because Microsoft's, like, killing it with their well, customer stuff. Yeah, 100% that they're killing it with it. But I think that some of the developers are already saying it. Like, Bungie's already said, like, it's just going to work. When they, yeah, when Cyberpunk they, said that, too. Yeah, so, like... It, I don't know if Sony really has to answer for that in terms of most of the developers will just will say if it's going to work or not going to work. And then any of their first party stuff is either going to be on PS5 or work on PS4 and then be better on PS5, allegedly. Like, I mean, we're all in the same boat that Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2 are just going to run and look shinier and better on PS5, right? Yeah, I mean, we they would have to. I mean, there's Sony first party like they, they, they would. Def- most definitely be shinier better just run smoother um but they love branding like companies love branding it's just another checkbox so when people make those like those yeah lists but doesn't it also features. but doesn't it also confuse the customer like look at uh, look at look at what it's already kind of doing to microsoft that we've already slowly seen where it's doing to microsoft like oh this is really cool like consumer friendly thing that microsoft's doing of saying you know, we're not going to annihilate prior gen by only making next gen only games, but then something cool and shiny, Deathloop or Ghostwire, you know, is can only run on next gen. And Microsoft's like, nope, sorry, you can't release that on our system for 18 months. Yeah. I I don't know if it's like fully blown into an issue yet. Um, it's going to be a big game that's going to cause it to be an issue. Like if Deathloop comes out and it like sets the world on fire, then it's going to be an issue. But right now, I think most people are just like, xbox is pro consumer until games are actually released and then we'll see how people feel afterwards when a situation like Deathloop comes out and it's like why the fuck doesn't this or if it, again not that i want to go back to it but if it, if it is rainbow six quarantine or if it is uh watchdogs where they come out you know or any of the other stuff that ubisoft has pushed back of where they go you know what this is only going to run on next gen consoles therefore it's timed exclusive on ps5 like yeah like but Beth- i'm sorry bethesda they're big, but they're not Ubisoft. They're not Ubisoft big. They're, they're, yeah, they're, well, their titles don't care. Most of their titles don't carry the weight. Like if the next Doom, you know, is, you know, which which we're not getting anytime soon because we just got a Doom. So it's in a weird spot right now with a lot of these huge, like the huge games are on current gen right now. Yeah, I would say Elder Scrolls is bigger than Assassin's Creed. Agreed. So what? Debate. Okay. So if they come out. What if they're they secondary com- games? Yeah. But what if are, they come out and say this Elder Scrolls? What are we up to? Seven now? That they te- uh, that, six. The six that they teased that image last year at their press conference. Yeah. So if that 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 game has to only be able to run on next gen, right? So is it is that game two years out? <laughs> For Bethesda, yeah. Let's say posi- like to be Or is a game gonna be held longer because of Microsoft's stance? I can see games being held longer just just to get out of the way of that. Um, it's going to be one of those things where I, I have a feeling Microsoft's push for like the first two years, they'll be protected or 18 months. They're going to push back on that. It's going to just be this first six months. And then they're just going to be like, Hey, we heard you. And now games don't have to run on Xbox one. Uh, I think it's just going to be a push for the start. And then they're going to back away from that just because you're right. It is going to cause issues. They're going to miss out on some games as they already potentially have with like Deathloop and Ghostwire. Uh but I get I it. Like I get uh, what they're trying to do. And and again it's, you know, 
for for most of the players like that maybe own a game pass like own game pass or you know the, those things and and we're still kind of in that balancing point like people have been asking me over the weekend like oh did thursday's event you know lean you more towards ps5 like it helped but there's still and i've said it on twitter all weekend like i at this time last year or i'm sorry at this time during the the xbox one and the ps4 coming out of their announcement life cycle the middle of june we knew price date and launch games for all for both systems and we don't know either any of those three things right now and nope. it's a, it's annoying <laughs> like the rumors it, of it's frustrating the rumors of multiple different SKUs. now we have the disc and the disc lists that are gonna you know should be substantially different prices and now there's also potential rumors of one terabyte two terabyte three terabyte you know like different you know like there's like an amazon uk listing that shows 750 bucks but nobody knows how many terabytes of drive were in there like is is yeah. the is the discount of the diskless one going to be more you know but have a bigger drive like there's so many like all in like uh chandler even brought it up briefly either to me on the destiny cop podcast or when him and i were just talking he's like do i need the new camera to run my vr like there's just so many questions that they left unanswered and like it, it's okay like that they're that those questions are there but they need to start answering these questions and it can't be august which is the next big event which is gamescom's digital event but uh, you can't price this august 20th and have it come out in 90 days like i don't think that's a that's oh no it's bad it's it's bad business especially i keep bringing it up i sound like a broken record because of the current state of the world where our unemployment is where it's at in north america they can't just give 90 days like they need to give a price soon they need this to needs to be priced in the next 30 days yeah i i think if we go into if we go all of july without any sort of update and i think the retailers are going to push push them by just putting up pre-orders because we've already started to see like yeah. play asia and amazon uk putting up like uh placeholder prices i think the retailers are going to push them into just confirming a day uh, no, I mean, and I then we'll get in to the hell with like how retailers are going to stock the discless versus the disc version of the system and all that jazz. Right. And, and like you even talked about, like if, you know, if you're a buyer for any big retailer and you're going to Sony to buy the PlayStation five, if I'm Sony, I'm pushing you to buy 75% discless and 25% disc. Or making yeah. that making that a stipulation. Yes, obviously the discless one will be cheaper, but even I had a conversation, a Twitter conversation back and forth with Kyle. He's a longtime friend of mine on for years, and um, he, you know, like how much is it, how much cheaper is it going to be for me to guarantee that I'm buying my games from your store? Yeah, like, like you're you're guaranteeing that you're buying the games from the Sony store. Like that discount should be substantial, and then the storage options should be predominantly better. Even though it's the not, and it's not. Yeah, I, I guarantee it's going to be eight twenty-five because that's what they pushed during the Cerny thing. Yeah, it's going to be eight twenty-five. Yeah, which you know it's weird. Like, and hopefully moving stuff. Hopefully the user interface has the ease to move stuff back and forth. Like, to for me to plug a standard USB drive into this, a USB hard drive into this, because I do not think that you're going to be able to switch out the to. They've he said that you'll be able to change hard drives, but only when the hard drive manufacturers make one that works. Yeah, like, and you can play your PS4 games off a basic external drive. Yeah. Or no, no, you yeah, you can play them off the basic external drive, uh, but some PS4 games can't be moved to the SSD because it might break them because SSD moves too fast. There's a lot of confusion. 
you know who wins this retail battle is Microsoft because they can go to Walmart, Target, Best Buy and be like, you can have the Xbox One games and the Series X games out. It's a war zone. Fourth of July is coming up outside of my house. <laughs> if any of those explosions, this came through. But Microsoft can go to retailers and be like, you can have the Xbox One games out and the Series X games out. And they're all going to work on our system. And that's going to be a selling point for retailers to carry their product over sony who's like oh here's the discless one that we want to sell and here's the disc yeah because i just like i i get it i i I love the discless option i think it's great but but i see a 45 year old mom buying their kid a console for christmas grabbing the discless console and grabbing a disc out of habit to buy both of them and then you're going to rely on the clerks to say no you can't buy this together Really? Where, where their old managers are going to say, sell as many games as you can with yeah. the console because it's a launch. Especially because uh, work, working retail, there's usually like a buy one, get one deal yeah. when the console launches because they want you to buy as many of those launch yeah. titles as possible. Because I, I, I love it. Like, again, I'm, I don't want people to think that I'm against this discless version. <laughs> this, this That's damn, the version I'm probably going to go this with. This damn podcast is called Digital Days, okay? Um but I'm telling you, anybody that's looking that on a kid's Christmas list that says, I want a PS5, and they go to a store, and there's one version that's $700, and one version that's 600 or $550, guess which version the mom's buying? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, most kids just want to play Fortnite, so maybe it'll work out in the end. But, uh, it, I'm just wondering, are we going to see more Nintendo Switch situations where you buy an empty case? Like, cause a lot of switch games, it's just an empty case. I already said with, but I, what, the tech that I want to see, and I don't think it's possible, but I would love to see this tech of you buy a, like, as we said, what do we do? You know, what do you do when, you know, ant buys you a PS five game and you own a discless PS five. What I would love to see is, is, is a hardware key that you, yeah. you insert the hardware key and that it, it, you know, it says this has been redeemed. And then when you put the disc in, the disc has the same hardware key in it. And it goes to read it and says this has already been redeemed on a different system. And yes, yeah. that does eliminate the used game market, which GameStop will be dead before that even <laughs> before this. <console laughs> but I'm just saying launched. that's that's the, the perfect solution that I would like to see, because what it does is the people like Josh Langford that want discs, they still have their disc and they put it on their shelf and they don't play it and they can still play their digital version of the game. That's the system then- that I want. And then Sony can do what Microsoft did for the 360 and release an HD DVD <laughs> expansion that you can just plug into the USB port uh, and then play your discs off that. That would be the perfect solution, though. Like, yeah. Because then when a game goes on sale, because, like, again, like, when you're in, like, this is why the digital version has to be so much cheaper is, like, when you go to stores, like, you now you can't buy the Horizon 2 in three years later when it's nineteen ninety nine on disc. You have to rely on the store, hopefully putting it on sale, the PSN Which store. Which is the point. Right. And they probably won't because it takes them a long time to put things on sale unless they get super aggressive in their digital market. And maybe they will now that they have an exclusive digital console. I can only hope. Yeah, they won't. But they're doing this so they can just control the market even more. Yeah. Uh, so. So, um, but I, now the questions with Microsoft, we've heard from so many different people that the Lockhart is real. Is the Lockhart just going to be a discless Xbox Series X? Or is it actually going to be a little less powerful? So the, this is going to be one of the most confusing console launches that I can remember. Uh, 
like yeah I, I, I still think that at the and i was thinking about this today like at the store level like at a store like a brick and mortar store you for the ps5 and for the xbox i would assume you would see two SKUs of whatever it is two terabyte disc two terabyte discless two different prices xbox series x two terabyte disc two terabyte discless two different prices now you the people that are invested in the industry and understand what they're looking at can go to amazon or go to bestbuy.com or go to target.com and see the four terabyte discless that cost more like that that you can order but i don't think you'll see those SKUs in stores potentially yeah um all right uh so moving on to the next story this one is actually a quick one uh so this is this is kind of weird so during uh i believe it was during the pc game show the gorilla collective stuff that happened this weekend the forgotten city was announced to be coming a full game by the end of this year uh the forgotten city is originally a mod for skyrim so this was made several, several years ago. It actually, as a mod, has 2.5 million downloads. But it is now, it's actually even won, like, Writers Guild Awards. Like, this is, like, a very prestigious mod for Skyrim. And it's being made into a standalone full game coming to Xbox One and PC later this year. Which, this isn't, like, completely out of left field like mods have been turned into full games dota was a mod originally uh of like warcraft and then there's like auto chest which came out last year which is a mod of dota too so it it isn't completely out of left field a mod being turned into a full game uh but i still think it's pretty cool to see like something like this that shows you like people in a modding community can make stuff that leads to full yeah i mean the, the next closest thing that i think we'll have to this in the, in the next year or so will be something out of dreams which I'm, I'm like fascinated by like the potential for for that as people continue to or something out of gta games. i can see rockstar doing if they but i don't even know if, if they allow mods in the pc version i, I don't know uh, i mean i don't know if they allow them but they are there are mods yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh everything gets modded on pc uh yeah, so this is just a cool story of just a Skyrim mod that's being made into a game called The Forgotten City. Uh, when you look at the the trailer, it looks significantly better than the original mod, uh, but it's been fleshed out. You can still see the trappings of a Elder Scrolls game, uh, or like a Bethesda game specifically, uh, in terms of like how the dialogue interacts and some of the combat stuff. But yeah, this is just a... A weird thing to to keep an eye on uh just because i don't know it's crazy when you see a mod at 2.5 million downloads uh, you know and seeing how big and popular something can become uh and now it's going to be a full-blown game yeah uh, i mean it's cool i just hope that they i don't know who you support <laughs> financially for doing this mod but uh yeah i'm 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 guessing they just took it out of engine at this point uh and it's just its own thing but they kept Somebody, somebody had to build expect. a foundation for this mod, though, that either one, I hope, has a job with them or two is somehow being somewhat compensated. Like, I don't even know. Oh, no. Yeah, no. This is definitely the mod creators making this. Uh, it, it just they went from making a mod that they released for free to like, hey, now we're going to charge and make a full game out of this. And 
maybe potentially have box copies in a store. Um, so be, this can at least hold over people waiting for Elder Scrolls VI. Uh, they can play something not quite in the universe, but definitely has a lot of the things that they like about the Elder Scrolls series. Um, and then the weird announcement, uh, but this only happened because of leaks, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Squad- uh, Squadrons was officially announced on Friday, and the trailer released today. So the reason this is weird is EA Play is Thursday. Uh, today, if you're listening to the download of this show. Uh, so you would think they would have the first trailer there, but no, uh, the game got leaked on, I think, the PlayStation Store and the Microsoft Store. So they just went ahead and dropped the trailer today. Um, so this is being developed by Motive, and it is set for release October 2nd for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, VR um, for PS4 and PC as well, I believe. Um believe that's uh, everything that's gonna happen yeah um yeah so this is um it's a first person uh squadron game so it's a uh, like dog fights oh so uh, it's a first person make me hurl game potentially yeah <laughs> uh so it's gonna have uh 5v5 multiplayer like dog fights um and it's also gonna have an original story uh that takes place uh after the events of Return of the Jedi. So the first trailer was out, very cinematic looking. I think there's little chunks of gameplay in there here and there. Uh, but yeah, no, another Star Wars games. And Motive was the like the auxiliary studio that was helping all these Star Wars games that got killed by EA. So they're, they're releasing their You know all those assets Wars you games. were working on? Let's... <laughs> yeah, let's just put them all together. Uh, bizarre, though, that they didn't want to wait till Thursday to to do this uh, maybe they just get it out of the way because it's not you know like it's not a criticism but it's a you know it's a 40 dollar title so it is a 40 dollar game which means that i would expect it to be in that six to ten hour campaign at the most um and then multiplayer is the he- is the heavy focus so maybe they just kind of get it out and say hey you know what let's take it out of the show and let's spend more time talking about or showing something that you know like we that we're really gonna you know push more like this will sell just by itself because it's star wars fighter game like fighter pilot game which is what it is mm-hmm. um and which is fine i i don't see the, the multiplayer having uh, there this multiplayer will go two di- two directions it'll either go the direction of dead or it'll go the direction of i wait i took you know four months off or i didn't play this game for four or five months i get in there and i just get my ass kicked because i don't know what i'm doing yeah, I mean, it's going to happen with most multiplayer games. No, but I, there's still a barrier. Like, you can still pick up Call of Duty, and you can still get some kills and stuff like that. When when people are just vastly superior pilots than you are, like, that's not fun. Yeah. When, I, you, I, when I you can be outmaneuvered. That. Like, it's like the little bit of Warhawk that I played. If you're playing against somebody that's an elite pilot, it's just going to kick your ass. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, weird thing about this, I don't know if they're waiting to announce it on uh during ea play uh they didn't mention ps5 or xbox series x i know it comes out october 2nd but there is no mention of smart delivery or anything like that though i know ea is not part of smart delivery they're doing their own thing but you'd think that they would say this is coming unless they are just going to rely on backwards compatibility to be playable on the next gens uh consoles just seems weird to announce anything this holiday that you don't also slap the ps5 and xbox series x logo on just for the hell of it because you can. Uh, do you think that's any that's 
it's odd that it's not gonna be on ps5 or xbox series x or you think they're just holding the announcement um for whatever reason no i is it maybe they can't talk about how the vr is going to be on ps5 so like, they're just not going to even mention it at all I, I mean if they if they say i don't you know what i don't even know because i was gonna say if they say next gen consoles like you know but i think the question will be there you know, i i don't know like i don't get it maybe it just maybe it'll just run a little bit better but who knows how long this game's been in development for yeah but still it, it just seems so weird but you bring up a good point about maybe they didn't want to say it because psvr comes with or psvr is a feature for this game on a ps4 and if it isn't a feature on the ps5 then that kind of breaks sony's promise from last year saying that the vr will carry over to the ps5 which they haven't really mentioned at all in terms of how backwards compatibility is going to work with psvr uh other than iron man vr the words vr haven't come out of their mouth in a long time yeah so i, <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be a little backtracking on psvr because you would think they would just at least give a little bit of a nod of like hey your vr stuff's gonna and before anybody VR comes at me well they showed the camera it's obviously going to be vr like that's for astrobot <laughs> yeah and, and even then like they already said your old VR stuff would work, I believe. So yeah. it'd be weird for them to just put the camera and be like, no, 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 this camera's unrelated to that. Or don't, don't worry about this camera here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's odd. Uh, there's going to apparently be more information about this game at EA play. So maybe we'll get an extended gameplay and they'll mention next gen consoles, though. They probably won't mention it because of the VR stuff. Cause then Sony will have to release a <laughs> statement saying like, Oh yeah, PS4 VR, just plug it in and play. You're good to go. Uh, Cause that, that kind of breaks everything. You know, what's good about all these digital events from a PR standpoint and a gaming stamp game developers releasing standpoint is that they control when they have to say something versus somebody sticking a microphone in front of their face and hoping that a P- somebody slips up. Uh, like <laughs> what happened with Spider-Man Miles Morales? Yeah. Like, so I mean, where, like where they, they, they try to control that message and then it, well, they, but they didn't try to control the message, but they also didn't have a whole bunch of people like, you know, like typically like let's go. Right, it's, so Spider-Man um, uh, Miles Morales would have been I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that would have been uh, debuted at a press conference. And then we, after the press conference, it would have maybe been partially playable or behind closed doors with them showing an extended demo that we talk about, blah, 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 blah. The first question out of everybody's mouth would have been, is this attached to Spider-Man universe? Is, is this attached to the PS4 version? Like, you know, like that would have been all over the show floor for the next two or three days versus yeah. now that they can. Yes, they dropped the ball, but they can control the message a little bit better. EA can control the message a lot better. <laughs> you, you, you would hope. Uh, well, I don't know. It's just weird. Everything. Uh, I feel like the companies are doing the best they can with the digital events, but they're still dropping the ball here and there. Uh, but we're almost done, I guess. I mean, the indies are handling it really well <laughs> in terms of explaining their stuff. And, and I, tried, I tried watching some of that stuff. I, mean, I, I know you like those games and I don't, it's not that I don't like the games. Like if something, if an indie game somehow has a, a cool graphic style, like it'll, it'll, it'll draw my attention. If it has a cool gameplay mechanic, it'll draw my attention. Um, but I mean, I've already ran into those issues of of information overload because even after we recorded our PS5 reveals and I kind of dogged on the Bridges game, I can't, Kara, 
I can't even think of the right name of it now. Um, see, I'm already messing it up. The game that I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to like that much. And then I went, but my wife's like, I, you know, she's like, I really want you to play that. You know, I think that game looked cool. And I went back and watched the trailer. I'm like, I don't even really remember seeing this. Like it already got smushed. <laughs> it already got smushed. And now I'm like, okay, that game does look interesting. I, I'm sure I'm messing the name up already. Cause I don't have it in front of me. Kenta. Uh, yeah, the the no, the cell shaded. Um, yeah, yeah, I know which yeah, one. Yeah, where she's like shooting things out of her wand and stuff. Um, it, you know, like I at first I was like, uh, no, and then I watched something. You know, watch a trailer again and it looks better. Um, you know, or I catch something I didn't see before. And again, like Kenna, this, a bridge of spirits. Yes, that one. So, um, but like you even said, like this would have been something that potentially would have been shown at a press conference and then hopefully would have been extended demo or playable you know, getting your hands on and playing it, um, that I would have maybe walked away from it. Like, Hey, that's a lot cooler than I thought. And right now you're not getting that time. Yeah. Though, uh, Guerrilla Collective, a lot of those games, if you load up steam, there are demos to a lot of the games that they announced, uh, which is exactly what you probably need to. Yeah, for sure. Like, get into those. But I mean, the pacing of the Guerrilla other thing too. Oh, it, <laughs> the fact that it's three days is kind of crazy. <laughs> like I'm, I still haven't watched day three and the stuff. Um, I really tried to watch the PC game show because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested in obviously in PC gaming now. The, the theme, the thing? theme and the presentation of that thing like turned me off fast. I could see that doing that for you. I wasn't a big fan of it. They also had like some audio syncing issues, which kind of took me out of it. But I was able to just look away when the presenters are happening and then watching the trailers. Uh, but yeah. The, the Gorilla Collective definitely has a bunch of cool stuff, but it's definitely an overload, uh, which I guess this would have still happened during E3 because a lot of the games that we even see at E3 don't get trailers or anything right. during press conferences. So we're just seeing all of that stuff just bombarded here. And um, it's what we wanted, you know, like, you know, to give the indies the showtime of like, hey, here's my here's the trailer for the game. Here's the developer of the game. Here's the developer of the game playing it live on stream and talking to you about what he's doing and why it's cool. That's fine. But like I hopped in and hopped out of those games, um, out of those Twitch streams periodically, and I, I couldn't keep up with where we were at. And the chat was just terrible. Oh my god, no! The, the don't look at Twitch chat. Uh, I was watching it on Gamespot's Twitch channel because their channel tended to be. It was like okay. there was barely anyone in it. But like when you try to watch the Twitch gaming channel or the IGN channel, it was god awful yeah i was uh, like wow why are you watching yeah. this if you hate it so much like for me I, if i'm not interested in something i just turn it like turn my phone off and set it down or put something else on tv and then i'll be like i'll watch the trailer when it releases on youtube later you know it's a problem that i see on twitch a lot where it's just people making bad jokes just to get attention I'll, t I'll, it, I'll take I our 11 viewers that have a real conversation on Twitch over what I see on those other Twitch chats. Oh, God, yeah. Every time, <laughs> every time I see a channel like that, I'm just like, man, I'm so glad I'm not popular on Twitch. <laughs> because it, it is just a shit show uh, watching all that go down. Uh, but, yeah, if you if you mute the, the stuff, go for it. Uh, the the Gorilla Collective is, like, interesting to watch. I wish they paced it a little bit better in terms of... Because I think it was, like, an hour each day of just trailers and then there was like another additional hour there's maybe like two hours every day um i almost wish they would have broken stuff down to like hey this is the first person shooter day yeah this or is the rpg day some, or maybe some like weird theming release something on youtube at like 10 o'clock in the morning of like 
whatever it is, 10 trailers. And here's the trailers yeah. for the 10 games that we're going to talk about today. And here's the times that we're going to talk about it. You like the trailer? Come check out the game at three o'clock. Yeah, that that would you know, been... versus like, all right, let me see what they show next. Oh, that sucks. You know, like for that play, for that, that that viewer. Oh, that sucks. They turn their phone off or they turn their Twitch off or to go to watch another another stream. And then they miss the game that they would want to have seen. Yeah. I mean, I put out a list on our Facebook and our Twitter page of just like the five games from day one that I liked. And even then, like just grabbing the trailers for each game was kind of a problem because I would have to, there was no like central hub for me to get all the trailers. So I was just having to like search YouTube and find the trailers for the studios and stuff. I was just surprised that like the Gorilla Collective YouTube page just didn't have all the trailers after the press conference just on their page. Right. Uh, instead, I like hop around or like look up an IGN list of like, here are all the trailers that were announced today. And it's like 20 trailers. And it's just like, oh, God, uh, there, there, there could have been better messaging uh, or format for that stuff. Still enjoyed it. Uh, but it's definitely one of those things where this is a learning experience. Uh, and I still have doubts E3 is going to happen ever again. And <laughs> or the indie developers maybe will see more traction from this event than they would have if they went to E3 and had a fight for air and space. Yeah, uh, I would be really curious. Like you said, the demos are available and, you know, like a lot of the demos are shown are available. Like, so like all of a sudden your stream ends or you're on Gorilla, you know, you're on day two. And then all of a sudden you see a couple thousand people download your demo. Like that wouldn't have happened at an E3. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what they can do in terms of fixing this format and then see them try this again next year or six months from now, you know, because PAX isn't going to happen despite PAX saying it's going to happen. And that's another indie showcase thing. Maybe they'll put out another Gorilla Collective in six months and we'll get a little bit more information uh, and better spacing on uh, all the trailers and game demos that they're trying to do. Uh, but yeah, that that's all I pulled from the news. Um, we'll have some more stuff to talk about later this week as EA gets ready to do their thing. Yeah. So, and again, if EA is worthy enough of, it presents enough stuff that we think we need to record something, even if it's only like 45 minutes, like we'll still do it. So. Yep. All right. Uh, what we're playing and watching. Um, I can go first. So, um, obviously like the new destiny season kicked off. Um, it's very much connected to um, what's coming in September. The expansion is coming in September um, with some of that, you know, just briefly, like I said, please just go back and listen to the Chandler and I uh, literally nerd out for like two hours about destiny going all the way back to six years. <laughs> I was uh, surprised when I saw like the, uh, the, how long that was. Yeah. Like I uh, went to go check, like, are they still going? Oh, they're still going. Yeah. So it was a blast though, but yeah. And Michael didn't have to be involved in the conversation, so he loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the so they announced like Destiny Two announced the the uh, cross gen play um, PS Five to PS Four can play with each other. It can play uh, group up. Uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series X players can group up, and the PC will still be there. And then they pretty they teased it. They didn't confirm it, but they they're hoping by twenty twenty one to have full cross play. Um, which I think would be cool. They did confirm 4K 60 frames per second on next-gen consoles, which is, you know, currently it's at 30 frames per second, 1080p. Some some 4K, I think, on, depending on if you have a pro or not. Um, but, uh, and then, so they this season directly tied to... Um, you know, like the, you know, the darkness is coming and the, the pyramid ships are here and all that stuff. Um, 
still Destiny still has the same problem it's had almost every single season of uh, the power level grind of increasing it by 50 points is monotonous and continues to have you play older content and can you know can which is part of the game and not part of the game they really need to find a way to make the new content relevant rewarding and worthy of of your time versus like okay go play the new stuff for like two or three hours and you know even somebody like me that was like i'm not like maxing my power level out like i used to back in d1 days but i got you know up to the to the non-pinnacle cap and then it's like okay you did the the quest and you're you know 1016 power but all the stuff that you want to do is 1040 plus power so go back and play some other stuff go do your three strikes and go do your crucible matches and go do your public events to to get your stuff higher to then go to you know go spend 10 12 15 18 hours doing our regular content to do our new cool stuff like they got to figure out a way to balance that and i don't hopefully they can do that in september um but it also brought this huge like away from console uh, afk farming thing that that the community figured out to, to at a point where i think over 60% of their events were a failed um a failed forge so, which was because people were afking the forge to get materials and rewards that sucks yeah so but when you know the players the player base feels like that they need to that that's that's quote unquote the most efficient way to level up in your game versus playing your game i think you have a little bit of a problem um but yeah so i mean again it's fun playing with the group doing some stuff you know getting you know trying to you know get your light level up there's always something kind of you know fun about that as as monotonous as as it is seeing the number increase you know as it has been for six years in destiny is always good um and then uh, you and I both played, um, I still have a hard time saying this game, but Dis- Disintegration? Yes. Yeah. Disintegration. Yeah. So you and I both played Disintegration. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a first-person shooter with real-time strategy elements. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit more tactical than your average first-person shooter. Um, I don't um, think I got as far as you did. So my first question I is: beat the game. Okay, my first question is: Is there does there come a point in time where I can pick my squad mates? No, so, uh, which is odd. Okay, because um, each different it, squad, each different squad member has a different ability, right? Yeah, yeah. Each squad member has a different ability. They, I, I played it on like the the normal difficulty. Maybe in the later difficulties, it'll let you. But I have to experiment with that. We'll give a full review for this next week. This yeah. is just me and Dave giving like impressions of it. But yeah, there definitely uh, is elements of the game to where like I feel like they didn't go full on with the concept, and I think that held the game back a little bit, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like programming the two or three people, or you know, giving orders to the two or three people that are with you for what they're going to do, using their abilities when the enemies clump up to like like the slow, doing the slowness, and then you know doing like concussion grenades after that, or doing the slowness and doing mortars after that. Like it's great. It's 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 super cool feeling to to you know to strategize correctly and and you know kill a whole bunch of things at one time by stacking two or three things together like that's great the destruction in the game was like super cool like you know yeah. f- flying around like shooting up the houses and you know and stuff like that uh um shooting shooting houses shooting explosive barrels you know shooting the environment and and changing things but it definitely you know it feels like it lacks the- it lacks complexity that i would have liked to see in, yeah. in terms of its combat yeah, definitely more like 
power feeling. You know, I'm still I'm I'm, I'm still early on. I, I mean, well, I think I'm like three. I think I got like three missions in. I played it live on stream, so if you want to check it out, it should be in our past broadcast. I'm sure we'll get it posted to YouTube hopefully before it goes away. Um, yeah. You know, and I had a good time with it. Um, part of the reason why I stopped playing it is again I still have stitches in my thumb, uh, so like my hands. It, it, you definitely were using the right stick a lot more in that game than mm-hmm. um, than I'm used to. You know, so my right thumb was really hurting. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I stopped playing. Um, but I mean, I didn't like dislike what I played. So it, it's definitely it's got some potential there. The the story delivery is a little weird. I'm still kind of was trying to figure out what was going on, and then the mission structure was very weird as well. So. Yeah, uh, the way th- like you get short cutscenes before every mission. It's like what maybe like a thirty seconds to a minute, two mm-hmm. minutes for for cutscenes, uh, and then it drops you off to like kind of a empty hub area, and you talk to your different crew members which i have to say the crew members in this game are fantastic i love the personality of all the different crew members that you have um and yeah the dialogue then you is great would load into the mission yeah. and then you load into the mission and then you just go through a mission that has multiple tasks that you take care of throughout it like i beat the the campaign uh it's it stories probably like six hours maybe a little bit longer yeah. uh, especially if you go on a higher difficulty which i experimented a little bit with some of the difficulty and it was like the game could be really challenging uh so it's not a super long campaign but i actually enjoyed the campaign a lot the only reason we're not reviewing it now is the game doesn't come out until the 16th and it's got a multiplayer (laughs) yeah it's got a multiplayer so uh he he tried to play (laughs) yeah I, i tried to play i knew it was a long shot uh i i when i got the code i might have missed if they were doing like developer specific review sessions for multiplayer uh so i before i give a full review for it me and dave will go in in depth about disintegration next week and then i can we can put a number on it uh just because if it's got multiplayer we need to give multiplayer a fair shot before grading it but i did like the the campaign a lot i think the characters are really well written and likable uh, just the gameplay just lacked a little bit of depth that I wanted from it. Uh, but I'll, I'll break that down uh, next week. And then Dave, hopefully, will be able to uh, get through it, especially knowing that it's not super long, Dave. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Like I, like I said, the only reason I stopped was because my hand started hurting. I didn't stop. I got like, out of boredom or anything like that. I mean, I had a couple yeah. situations where I died. And there's definitely like a replayability to it of like doing a lot more scanning, which you could do a lot better job of scanning, looking for upgrade caches and stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, the, the there's a nice loop to it there. Yeah, and you were expecting to get all your stitches removed and only got half of them removed from your hand. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. So because it's uh, in a terrible spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you play or watch anything else? Um, I played just a small smidge bit of Beyond Blue. Uh, not even yeah. not not very far. I didn't start. Actually, did, wasn't feeling very well on Sunday when I dedicated time to set aside to play that game, and I think i ate something that just didn't agree with me um and then uh that 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 yeah um, my son i i watched him play a little bit of uh, uncharted one so he's been he, he went back and played the first uncharted and he's gonna play last of us uh he's actually been streaming it on his twitch channel nobody needs to fo- <laughs> nobody needs to follow him um he's streaming it on his twitch channel for his girlfriend in kentucky <laughs> that's, that's nice so they're having a conversation on the phone while she's watching him play so yeah, no one needs to watch that then, yeah, then. yeah nope no don't i'm not even gonna tell you what it is don't do it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but i it's it's cool you know like i said i showed her a couple weeks ago when she was here i showed her 
the beginning cutscenes to Last of Us. So like then she definitely wanted him to, to play it. And then I said like because he plays video games, you know, and he plays a lot of sports games. And I would love for him to get into some of these other games. Um, and this is an, a reason too, because at least now he can engage with his girlfriend in in games that have great gameplay and great storytelling. Um, yep. he was complaining about the shooting and I go, well, he, you're playing the, the, the remastered version of it. It has better shooting. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, I watched, uh, Artemis Fowl. I heard that was shit. Have you read the books? No, I haven't. Do you know uh, anything about the story? No, I know kids are, or young adults and adults are pissed because they read it as a kid and apparently this version yeah. is so awful i don't know anything about the books i didn't know anything going into it i was actually pretty entertained by it okay so uh, to the point of where like my wife's like i might read the books you know like in in terms of a teen book like that my wife can probably sit and read that book like in an afternoon yeah, so. and then she'll be upset about how bad the movie <laughs> yeah, was. I mean, it seems li- like if you read the book, yeah, you know, the little bit upset. that I mean, well, I guess there's like nine books. Oh, and it sounds like a little bit that I saw from my friends on Facebook. I didn't really post anything about it, but it sounds like they took kind of the main storyline from the first book and a lot of the villains from the second book and like mushed them together. So, but in terms of like if they're trying to, what I, the first question I would have, and I don't know the answer to this, is was this ever intended to come out in theaters or was this only intended I for Disney Plus? No, I, th- I think it was. And then they earlier this year said Disney Plus exclusive, probably because they knew it wasn't going to perform well. And then also COVID, COVID happened. Yeah. So if it was initially you know produced and designed for Disney Plus cool like i think it i think it hit that purpose of what it was supposed to do if it was designed to come out in theaters i don't know because this thing probably would have got crushed and you know the only other comparison that i have to something like this is uh percy jackson and the, and the lightning thief my son okay. read all of those books like you know in middle school and early high school he was he would just plow through those books um and so then when this movie came out he's like i really want to go see it i'm like cool i'll go see it i was entertained by it because i don't know the story he walked out of there like this was crap. (laughs) So he's like, they didn't do that right. And they didn't do this right. And then again, the only other comparison, like ready player one, um, you know, in terms of obviously that movie that there's no way that they could have done that book. Exactly. This exactly like they did the movie. I mean, they can't do the movie like the book too much licensing, too many challenges. It's, it's just so hard. And, you know, but I, my wife and I watched it together and, you know, we're like, okay, that's cool. And if there's another one soon, like I'll probably watch that too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It sounds like your son with Percy Jackson had the experience I just recently had with, I read the Harry Potter books and saw the movies and we're like, man, those movies are bad. They missed this, this, and this. Um, And I mean, the other little bit, like for whatever reason, my wife and I watched, I think, I think it's happened over the last two weeks. We watched rush hour one, two and three. (laughs) Is that on anything? Uh, TNT, the TNT app. Like, oh, okay. Still, like, Do they com- put commercials in there? They're, yeah, I was going to say, there's commercials oh, in those. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, but it was just, again, it was just on, and we were working on some stuff. Um, it, I was on vacation last week from work. I'm back to work this week. My store is open. So, like, just, like, last week was supposed to, like, we all know last week was supposed to be E3, so I had, we had a little bit extra time on our hands, but we get it. You know, we got a, a new roof going on right now, so we just, there's lots of stuff going on in terms of in real life stuff yeah uh okay uh so is that it yeah okay uh for me it was uh marathoning through disintegration uh which i was able to finish like throughout the weekend 
uh a little bit of overwatch just because it's my my cooldown game uh just to just to relax and man so i never really did my tank placements until this season and i got placed in silver which is hell because i'm used to being placed in platinum for support mm. and i hate it in silver because i can't get out and it's not my fault because i had four games in a session where someone quit within the first five minutes and once you lose a teammate you're screwed and you i know never get them like, back <laughs> nope you you, you you can't win a lot of these team-based objectives because you're down a teammate or two and i noticed that in bronze and silver because i get paired with bronze and silver a lot uh that people quit a lot and that's probably why they're in bronze and silver because when you quit you take like a 50 point hit from your your ranking and also you're suspended from the game for like 15 minutes and i had so many games where people quit within the first five minutes and the games are completely winnable until they quit to where they just they just quit because something doesn't go their way or someone picked their character and they get mad so i lost a bunch of games and it wasn't my fault because just people quit and i'm just like jesus these people will never get out of bronze and silver playing this way i'm at the point where i might even just stop playing this season and just wait for my placements next season and hope i just get placed higher and away from the hellhole that is bronze and silver tier um then uh i'm gonna do a review right now for beyond blue uh the game dave talked a little bit earlier uh i ended up playing this sunday evening and then monday afternoon uh so beyond blue is a game that is made by the people uh, it's like eline media and they worked with the planet earth 2 team uh and they put together a game that revolves around a marine biologist named uh mirai who is stationed in a submarine a single occupant submarine and she is researching or her specialty is whales so you throughout the game go on deep dive missions and you're tracking this whale family and each mission each dive you're doing tasks in order to further your research and along the way you are scanning all the other creatures and learning about all the different life under the ocean but specifically trying to learn as much as possible from this family of whales so the the mechanics are really simple the, the game is kind of just about relaxing to a certain point because uh, you're just swimming around there's no real danger there's no danger at all to you there's no fail states you swim around and you scan pretty much everything you see and every time you scan something it adds more information that you can look at and learn about from that creature back at the submarine uh, so you're just swimming around and following this story and the game presents the story through some cutscenes that you'll get here and there uh, while you're on the dive but when you're back on the the submarine you talk to your colleagues and you talk to your sister who's at home and you learn about the character and the colleagues, their motivations, 
through these phone calls and you learn about specifically your character like her past and her family through these calls and it kind of sheds light to her motivations for being passionate about like this whale family and ocean life uh so the game does a really good job with the voice acting and writing to flesh out your character in a short amount of time why still conveying the story about sea life and uh, trying to educate players as much as it can through a video game. Uh, as you're playing, you do unlock like these short two minute videos, like actual like documentary videos that explain what you just did on a mission and also give you background on like some of the technology that they're using, though the game uh, is using like some future tech. So it's basically like they made assumptions on where technology would go in a couple years and then the videos kind of explain like the current technology they have and then you kind of just figure things out from there just like oh this is the path they're going on with this technology this is why they're learning this and then you kind of see some of that through the gameplay uh the the story actually was surprisingly compelling for me um i really kind of got attached to the character and the little phone calls that you had to do every mission and the, the, the main story uh, with the whales uh, was like entertaining and informative. And the gameplay is just, it's, it's so relaxing. Like it was just nice to just swim around and have a game that I don't have to worry about timers or objectives. It's just, you see a fish, scan it, it'll give you information. It gives you a bunch of like uh, optional tasks in terms of like, hey, we want to learn everything about this type of dolphin. Find like 12 of these dolphins, scan them, and then we'll build a database for them that you can look at at the sub. And you'll get like 3D models of them and you'll get a little bit of information like text about them as well, uh, which will then uh, unlock potential videos down the line. Uh, so really enjoyed it. The music's really good when you're in the ocean. Uh, it's like, relaxing calm chill music and when you're on the sub they have just like a good playlist of like indie bands uh in the sub <laughs> uh which they add songs uh as you play the game which was a nice touch uh so i i ended up writing a couple of the bands i hope some of them are real bands i'm pretty sure most of them are real bands but there was a couple that i was just like ah, if this isn't a real band i'm gonna be sad uh so it was just a relaxing game that definitely has a little bit of sadness and heartbreaking elements to it but overall it was like worthwhile sort of educational yeah i was gonna ask like did experience. you did you do you feel like you learned anything yeah the the videos are really short but they're 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 focused to where i feel like i'm learning a little bit from these videos uh I know there's like maybe like between 10 and 20 videos, something something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that they're two minutes long just kind of made it easier to just like watch them as opposed to sitting through like huge chunks of like nature documentaries. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, there are some of those usual issues with like frame rate got a little choppy here and there. But other than that, it was really hard for them to mess up like the controls because again if you're just swimming around and scanning with the, the l1 and r1 and 
they didn't really have any other issues outside of frame rate towards the end of the game uh, when you kind of get towards like volcanic areas under the water that the frame rate kind of chugged a little bit. Uh, but that was like the only flaw that I had with the game or that came up with the game. Otherwise, like I was fully invested in the story. Uh, I almost wish it wasn't as short because I feel like towards the end of the game, it just kind of ends suddenly. And then you kind of just get like a summary video of like what happens to the characters and like in uh, just like a quick cutscene of just like, oh, and then this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like a, like a TV show that they found out like their last, they had planned like 12 episodes and they found out, okay, you get two left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of felt like that. And that was like the only thing that like bummed me out because like uh, the mission, I, I want to say the story was like maybe four hours, uh, four hours long. So by the time I got to the end, I was just like, oh, I thought there would have been more there. Do you but have... I'm, do you, know, do you know how much it costs off the top of your head? I don't have it in front of me. No, no. I'll have to look that up. I can look okay. that up real quick. Yeah, because, I mean, like, we saw this. Both of, both of you and I saw this game at E3, and what they were, you know, like, the 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 swimming mechanic and the, and the you know, the, the atmosphere that they were trying to portray and tell, I think that even back then they, they nailed. And it sounds like what you're saying is, like, I'm going to play it this week, um, is that, you know, the story is, is compelling enough that it's worth a go. Um, but you know, like it's, it's an interesting dynamic of, you know, can, you know, can a game, like you said, be a chill, relaxing time, like a, you know, like, do you see yourself going back and playing this at all? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, it does have a platinum trophy and it's really attainable, uh, cause you'll get one for just the story missions, but also just scanning all the fish. And because it is relaxing to just swim around the world, I can totally see myself doing that and using the excuse of cleaning up the trophies as a reason to oh, do that. Oh, that's great. I mean, because that's where the like the, that's where you talk about value all the time. Like, oh, this game costs this much money, you know, but it's only going to be like four hours of your time, and then you're done, you know. Yeah, uh, this it is uh, twenty dollars on Steam. Okay. Um, so it's not too bad, and that's just four hours of me playing a story. I haven't completed everything. There's, I think, still a couple videos I need to unlock. Uh, and there's a couple of videos I haven't watched. So if you really are interested in some of the like the video content that's in the game and you also just really like cataloging things, this, this game has that for you. And definitely with my OCD, uh, like cataloging the fish and making sure I found all of them uh, and I build out my database is enough to, to like keep me going even once I saw the credits. Yeah, it's $20 on PlayStation as well. Yeah. Um, so... Overall, really satisfied with this game. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Awesome. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting back in there and playing more of it. Another explosion. This is how much he liked it. 4.5 <laughs> has fireworks and car alarms to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my review for Beyond Blue. That is available on PS4, PC, and I think Xbox One. Uh and we were provided a review copy from the publisher, which I believe I should say that. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then that is it for playing and watching. I just focus on Disintegration and Beyond Blue uh, and a little bit of Overwatch here and there. I am watching Sarah play Horizon Zero Dawn because uh, she was watching the PlayStation 5 reveal event with me and she saw the trailer for Horizon and she asked how the first game was and I was like, I never played it. And she asked if I owned it. 
uh so of now course i do it. <laughs> yeah it's like of course i bought it and i never played it that's just what i yeah. do uh, and i got the complete edition which i didn't even know i had the complete edition but i do so yeah no it's I've definitely like go ahead uh in between me like reviewing games i basically just turn to the side and i see horizon being played so hey horizon's a really cool game it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good game to watch it's definitely the the ps5 announcements have definitely shined some light on you know i think this summer is going to be a heavy single player focus for me with spider-man horizon and like detroit become human like i'm just gonna start putting some stuff down on a list and start getting some things done so yeah uh and i haven't really been watching anything other than horizon uh started to rewatch the good place and we're about to finish better call saul season five uh nice. But that, that is it for me. Yeah, most of my typical TV watching has either been sports or, uh, you know, like a lot of, you know, network drama shows with my wife. And none of those are happening right now. Nope. <laughs> and they probably won't happen for a while. Because the, I'm, no just gonna, I'm just going to say this now. The baseball players unions and the owners, Major League Baseball players and owners are stupid. <laughs> They're both stupid and they sound stupid and they look stupid. They, they both want... <laughs> all the money when they should just be happy with whatever money they can get at yeah. this point. Like, I understand that the major leagues baseball players union is a, a very, very powerful union, but use the power for better. Get your butt back on the field and play baseball. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's safe. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But I think it, of all the sports, they're the most socially distant. If they can play <laughs> baseball in Korea. Like, <laughs> I, I like the idea of just putting them in their, cactus league or their 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 preseason yeah. uh training camp areas though florida and arizona are not really having a good time yeah. COVID wise <laughs> right now so maybe you move them to like the middle of nowhere go find a uh, go build seven fields in montana right there's <laughs> there's room <laughs> Uh, All right, we're going to jump into the questions. You can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. You can post them in the Facebook group. You can post them on a Facebook page. You can just tweet them at us directly or just use the hashtag that I just mentioned. So you can send those to us many ways. Also, in Discord, there's an Ask Digital Days channel. So go ahead and post them there, too. And we will add them to the show. So we get one from Ben Warren out of the Facebook group. Do you think the community can embrace digital-only consoles? Yeah, not right now i feel like the community the gaming community in general is not gonna have a choice in a couple years i think more people are gonna gravitate towards the disc one just because people like to collect things what did, you, what did your poll way. show uh it was kind of split okay. i did a poll on twitter and a poll on uh facebook it leaned more towards the disc version uh, but it was really close. Like the margin wasn't that far yeah. apart. I think it, it's, it's just going to be a matter of the companies getting with the retailers and figuring it out and kind of going back to, again, like the, if you look at my Twitter, you know, going back and forth with Kyle a little bit, like he's like, it's 2020. Like this is how this is going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, but the retailers aren't going to continue like it, if they're forced to buy a certain ratio of discless versus disc consoles, like there's going to become a point where they push back and it can't only be Amazon that has this item. Like it, like that's not the, the way, unless you're going to be able, unless Sony lets you buy it directly from them, which we really haven't seen yet. Um, they same did launch a PlayStation, a more advanced PlayStation yeah. store earlier this year, which may be the groundwork. Yeah, I mean, if you can okay. buy it directly from Sony, like, um, uh, or from Microsoft, like, I think that's great. But if you're going to give, uh, you know, like Amazon that potential power, 
like I think that's a bad idea because you'll start seeing some some price gouging when that happens. When there's not competition, you won't see a price drop as fast. There are so many facets to a digital only system that could cause multiple problems. Like I mentioned earlier, games not going on sale because they don't have to because this is the only place that you can get it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was completely wrong. So on Twitter, explosions. On Twitter, uh, 86% said they were going with a disk drive um, out of like 28 people. Uh, I probably should put the polls for longer. Um, and then Facebook, um, it was 19 in favor of the disk drive, 9 in favor of the digital one, and then four people who are just going to get both regardless. So yeah, people are leaning towards the disc i think what the ultimate deciding factor is going to be cost yeah if it's 200 dollars less they're going to buy the discless one yes that and it's also going to be how many sony what's the ratio sony puts out there i doubt it's going to be 50 50 i have a feeling it's going to be like 70 30 in favor of the digital one i mean i'll be because i'll be curious if it like so let's just say it's a hundred dollars there's a hundred dollars difference. One's six hundred dollars. One's five hundred dollars. And you go to the store, and they and you want a PS5, and you've got six hundred dollars in your pocket or on your bank account or whatever. And you go to five stores, and all of them only have the discless one. Are you gonna Are you gonna cave and buy the discless one because you want to play your PlayStation that five this weekend, or are you gonna wait and buy the disc version one when you hopefully find one when it's a one to ten ratio? No. Yeah. And people are holding hope that the backwards compatibility is going to be their driving force of getting the disc version, but we don't even know what the backwards compatibility stuff is at this point. Um, Unless they have some weird authentication to where you plug the hard drive into your PS4 and then it transfers the disc data into the PS4 and then you plug it into your PS5 and then you can play a digital copy since they all maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be like that upgrade system where you have to like put the disc in your ps4 and your ps5's networking capability will read that the disc is there and let you play it oh god yeah <laughs> they just come out with like a horrible app for that yeah so like there's so, an, ex- there's so an ben's... extra port on the back of the ps5 for you to connect it to your ps4 yeah, <laughs> via ethernet rip... cable <laughs> yeah just plug ethernet to ethernet to to <laughs> confirm your game and then blow your your wall outlet by having your PS5 and PS4 plugged into the same wall. With your 4K HDR TV. And your surround sound system or whatever. Uh, Yeah, so Ben, I have a feeling it's going to be a slow adaptation to the digital-only one, but it's going to come down to cost and supply. Like, cost difference and how much Sony actually supplies of the disc one. Uh, But digital's coming, guys. It's coming. All right, next question comes from uh, Stefan Wren. I'm calling it now. The devs are going to prefer to develop for PS5 compared to Xbox. What do you guys think? I think that all three things are going to be very close. PC, Series X, and PlayStation 5. And I think it's going to be better for games to be developed. And it's not going to be a matter of, oh, this runs better on this system. and This runs better on that system. Only if the games need to be developed for next gen, though, which we're not going to really see that benefit for a little while, other than Sony stuff. I think out of necessity, developers are going to prefer to develop for the Xbox One as their primary. Series X or One? Series X, sorry. Series X. I'm going to make this mistake so many times over the next couple of years. Um, The reason I think developers are going to favor the Series X is because it's easier to scale down to the PS5 in terms of the raw horsepower 
and I think the SSD thing is a big factor. Like we we just, the way the PS5's SSD works is it's significantly faster than what's on PC right now, unless you have the money for for like the hardware, and it's not possible on the Xbox One with how they're handling data, and. If Cerny's thing was right about it fundamentally changing game design, third-party games can't fundamentally change their game design to take advantage of the PS5 because then they can't run it on the Xbox and they can't run it on PC, which has a thousand different variables of hardware, um, which is yeah, why they- we'll see developers maybe doing exclusives with it. But in terms of like ports, I have a feeling... Xbox is going to be the lead platform for like porting games. But then they'll just gonna... load faster on these systems. Yes. Um, so. And they'll just use the raw horsepower of Xbox Series X as like the starting point and then downscale to the PS4, PS5, even though they don't have to really downscale too much for the PS5, but they still just a little bit. Uh, but because of the SSD, it's going to be like. It's going to be like a blessing and a curse for the PlayStation, I think. Well, it's like it's, of- it's for the most part, it's almost how all PC games or PC only games are developed is they develop it thinking that you have the highest grade of hardware and mm-hmm. then your graphics card and your RAM dictate how the game's going to run for you. Yeah. And they see how low they can get it and then they set a minimum for mm-hmm. how low it goes. And then if you're lower than that, then you just can't play the game. Right. Like that's how PC gaming works. And I have a feeling that's how third-party development will work unless developers are more attracted to what they can do with PlayStation's SSD. And then I guess the only thing you'd see is that you'd see it function better in terms of loads and animations on PS5, and then you'd probably see some maybe potentially longer load times on PC and and Series X because it's not built around that hard drive. And that's just just a guess, yeah. But it'll probably run 4K, 120 frames, and then PS5. What I hope load faster. What I hope we don't see is a comparison video on YouTube of load times. We probably will the first six months just to see. I'm gonna buy Red Dead Redemption Three because it loads 3.75 seconds faster on my PS5 than it does my Xbox One. Listen, Series Horizon X. takes a while to load each time, so I could totally see Dude, me doing that jump. You want to talk about uh, load times? Is, you know, Destiny's Destiny. load time are on console are unbearable. But you can move the ship while you're loading. No, you right? can't. Oh, I thought you you so, could in Destiny One, right? No, you can't. You probably oh, thought, thought you, you probably thought you could, but you can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you could. Oh. You could just buy a really cool ship from the store to look at it for a really long time. Oh really? No. <laughs> yes. Oh God, have you? <laughs> have I bought a store a ship? No, I've earned my yeah, stuff. Okay. I've never bought okay. one. Okay. I buy emotes and clothing. Thank you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> like I earned it with my day job. That I used to. <laughs> no, I've. I mean, I've been tempted to give them some money just because, for the most part, like a lot of the, I, I was granted privileges from Bungie for a long time. But we'll see how it goes. That's beside the point. Yeah. All right. Uh. Robert Cartwright, uh, do you think the price for games via the online store will drop in price and be comparable to the retail stores? I.e. AAA PS4 game, 59, is that pounds or euros? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Euros? Yeah. Um, It it sounds like he's saying that in overseas, um, it's 59.99 on the PS4 store 
and Amazon and the game and the supermarkets. I want to know what supermarkets sell video games. Um, is uh, forty nine ninety nine, which is fascinating to me because that's not the case in the states. Yeah, we 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 have to pay fifty nine digitally and in store unless there is a sale. But there's sales frequent enough in the stores, but. Because there's sometimes you can get an EA game or Ubisoft game $20 off two weeks after the game comes out. Correct. Uh, But they never set that price at that. It's only like a sale for a week. And then it'll go on sale on and off every other week until it's no longer in the store. Yeah. Um, So my my answer to this is no. (laughs) Because these games are going to be more expensive to make theoretically. So they're going to keep that price at a minimum as long as they can. To Dave's yeah. point earlier, yeah. they could be more aggressive with sales prices if they want. If or they, they could not be because they go, yes. oh, we've got, I don't even know, 47% of our consoles are digital lists. Why do we need to put anything on sale? Where else are they going to buy the game from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's not like on PC where Steam has to compete with Epic now. So there's like a competition. There is no competition on the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store. So... I can see if that's the if that's a normal especially case. with Sony eliminating buying codes directly for their games. Yeah, if that is how like the market works in like in Europe, I can see European players getting very pissed with an all digital future, and I can understand why they would be hesitant to jump into all digital future as opposed to North America, where we just kind of have to rely on game sales to buy physical copies. But I also uh, wonder if the stores in Europe are purposely doing that to, to undercut digital store. sales. Yeah. Which, yeah, which. Because 10 bucks is it, a lot. Mm-hmm, 10 bucks is a lot, and they're taking it from their end. They're not taking $10. Yeah. $10 off for Sony's end. They're but taking if I'm going to buy Last of end. Us 2, and I can buy it digitally for 60 bucks, or I can buy it physically for 50 bucks, like, I'll probably buy it physically for 50 bucks because I'm saving 10 bucks. Yeah. Which, I God, I wish we had that system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would because I would buy more games day one physically if it was because because now like Last of Us comes out this Friday. Uh, we didn't get a review copy, but we I'm going to buy it digitally because it's the same price in store. But if it was ten dollars cheaper in store, I would definitely go to the store and pick it up and see like uh, I could have bought it digitally and I would have been able to I would have been able to play it. My son would have been able to play it on his PS4 digitally. But I bought it physically because I wanted to. And I think I'm actually going to play this game upstairs instead of down in my office because I don't really, like I said, plan to stream it. Um, but it also means that I can lend it to somebody if I want to. Like, hey, you really need to check this out. You know? Yeah. Uh, next question. Last right. question. Uh, yeah. Marvin Pinswan. Uh, I know how to say that name because I've known him for a long, long time. do you think uh what do you think about blurring the lines between pc and console and that new game i I, the only thing i only game i can think that he might be talking about is modern warfare um maybe i don't know that has crossplay between pc and consoles unless there was one shown recently that i missed like i don't know if godfall is going to have crossplay between pc and playstation maybe i think it might um so in terms like i love it i can't like i can't wait to be able to you know, like it's, I haven't taken advantage of it, but again, like a lot of people that I know have been furloughed and they've been playing call of duty and like the, the conversation around, it doesn't matter what platform you're on has been fascinating. 
um mm -hmm. and you know to add to add somebody as an activision friend i haven't really taken like i said i haven't taken full advantage of that yet but i the day that i can play destiny with anybody that i want regardless of their platform is a day that i look forward to um or you know like is uh, me being more comfortable on, on pc or you know versus somebody that you know doesn't have a pc like i i can't i can't wait like <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I love blurring the lines uh, just because I can play with more people. And a lot of my friends that I work with play on PC, so I like everything just blurring. Uh, and I'm also just happy just because there's so many times where I buy a game and the player base just isn't there because mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it's more popular on PC or it's more popular on Xbox, more popular on PlayStation. And now with crossplay becoming more of a normal thing and those lines being blurred it just means there's a better chance that like a video game can find an audience for its multiplayer because everyone's in the same pool and then technology wise like the xbox series x and the ps5 and pc hardware being similar enough means we'll get less chance of there just being a shitty port mm -hmm. which we dealt with a lot during the PS3 area era where PS3 copies of games or versions of games were just shit. Like they were just really bad. And up until uh, the Xbox One X, a lot of Xbox ports were just bad and were shitty compared to the PS4 version. And then sometimes PCs would just get screwed over in terms of layer quality. It would be all over the place. Uh, so now with the lines being blurred, developers and publishers have to focus on putting quality content for each console, which I, I'm happy about, especially as someone who plays on a bunch of different platforms. If only Nintendo can get their shit together and we can get some quality ports for the Switch. Uh, yeah. I, I need a Switch too, because I, I saw so many like announcements of like this game's coming to the switch and then i would watch the gameplay footage of that game running on the switch and i'm just like this was a mistake yeah like outer worlds i heard just runs like trash yes it, it, it they they did whatever they could to get outer worlds on that platform and it just looks bad and then uh, it sounds like borderlands is running like borderlands vita <laughs> Yeah, or less so in yeah. some cases. Um, <laughs> like, they just announced a game I'm looking forward to, Skater XL. They just announced the the Switch version of the game, and they did, uh, IGN did a live stream with the developers showing off the Switch version of the game, and it just looked bad. And then I was just, I felt bad for the developers and the host because they were doing it live, and the chat is just tearing the game apart. But this game looks like shit, and it's just like, no, 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 no. This version looks like shit. It looks right. really nice on a PS4, Xbox, and PC. This version just looks bad. And there's probably enough people that saw it on the Switch not knowing it's coming to the other platforms. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, out. Yeah, they're <laughs> out. They're not even going to look at the game again. Yep. So I just wish the Switch, Nintendo, would just like... I almost would like a Switch too. Dave doesn't want to hear that though because he just bought his nah, Switch. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, there you have like years of games to still catch up on. I can't uh, even but, get my heart back into Zelda for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad the lines are blurring uh, between PC and console. Save the switch. All right. So you guys can send us those questions using hashtag Ask Digital Days. We'd love to hear your thoughts on PS5. We'd love to hear your thoughts on EA Play. We'd love to hear your thoughts on 
anything um that you know you want to talk us to talk about or you want to send us something you know that's that's great we'll read it we'll look at it we'll see if it's uh, you know more than likely to be added to the show uh our spotlights so mine is obviously as you're listening to this on your podcast feed there's a destiny 2 uh, podcast Chandler again Chandler and I had a great time going all the way back to vanilla destiny one talking about it going kind of going through some beats if that's something that you guys enjoyed uh, please let us know maybe it's something Chandler and I would do like once a season um, you know once every you know or every other month I don't know but Chandler seemed to have a really good time and I had a good time and it's the first time I got to talk to Chandler in like a long time so it was actually yeah, a lot usually of fun. when I talk to Chandler it's like 10 minutes at an event yeah. and that's it so that was a lot of fun and uh, your spotlight uh the gorilla collective uh we talked about it earlier uh it's three days worth of streams and there is a bunch of cool stuff that was in there uh on twitter and facebook i did like my top five from day one i'll try and do a top five for day two and three but there is a lot of stuff to go through uh and i want the gorilla collective to be successful because i want more opportunities for indie developers to spotlight their games so check out the gorilla collective uh, and there might be something in there you'll like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a couple games that games that I saw that I was like, oh, Dave would probably like this. Uh, but I should probably link Dave to that because I know he's not going to sit through six hours. <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> of do other that. Other trailers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can follow us um, on on the social medias, uh, Twitter at Digital Days. Uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. Michael's is at the first MJC one ST. Uh, mine is at Good Dave Hunt. Uh, please join the Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, please join our Discord channel. There's a link in the show notes. Um, and then also our Patreon is linked in the show notes as well. Dollar, $1 tip jar, $3 Discord exclusive channel access. Uh, $5 is 24-hour early access to the regular weekly show. If you noticed, we didn't put the PS5 behind it, and the Destiny one won't be behind it either. Um, and $7 is the monthly bonus episode. Um, we will be recording our June or July one soon. Uh, May and June are both out. Um, the July one will most likely be our origin stories for getting into the gaming industry, podcasting and writing. And, uh, my wife brought up a good suggestion. We probably need to do a food one for like August. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can hear about the weird food habits that Michael has and he's got some weird ones. completely normal. normal. (laughs) Um, But uh, the the Patreon support has been amazing over the last couple of weeks. You guys are awesome. It's always kind of cool when that little little icon shows up on my phone. It's almost like little butterflies (laughs) or we get the email so it's always great. Somebody sent a a message and it fooled me for a second. I was like, oh, it's an email. Oh, awesome to hear from him. Thank you. But it's just, (laughs) most of the time Patreon notifications usually mean support but the messages are also great so don't don't please don't stop doing that uh, that's also a way that you can if you're a patreon supporter that's a direct way that you can see us that i can promise you that we will both see because we pay attention to patreon <laughs> yeah um, we, we both get email notifications yeah every time, so. but again please do not feel obligated to support us on patreon if you can't afford to please only do it as an additional way to support us um there you know so and again, any other suggestions you want to see changes to Patreon, changes to what we're doing, how we do things, please let us know. Um, there are certain things that your support has been able to help with. Um, as you, If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll start eventually this week, next week, as we post videos, the impression reviews and stuff for games, you'll see a new Stinger transition that we were able to, uh, to purchase. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, a little really cool graphic at the beginning, at the end of the, <laughs> of the videos, and then uh, the starting soon screen on our twitch streams also was 
paid for by the community. So that's your guys' uh, screen. So thank you guys so much for the support, uh, whether it's Twitch, Patreon, or just sharing. It's always helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to, to doing more Patreon bonus episodes because I got a couple ideas for us to do. Uh, and as that grows, we'll expand into including more bonus episodes for. Yeah. We haven't figured it out yet, but we're going to put a stretch goal in there. If we get enough of y'all to do it, maybe we'll do two a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're still pretty young, uh, in this, uh, podcasting Patreon game. So we're always open to up, open to ideas and pretty flexible, uh, cause the numbers are at a good enough spot that if we change things up, it, it isn't like a drastic thing. All right. I hope everyone has a good week. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and uh, keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.